My psychic senses are telling me that you are spiritually curious. I'm just kidding. If you found your way here, most likely <laughs> you are interested or curious about energy, the secrets of the universe, the magic of the unseen. There is a lot of conflicting information out there about how to tune into energy beings properly, how to build your intuition, how to cleanse things, yada, yada, yada. I know how overwhelming it can be, so I created a one-stop shop for all of your spiritually curious, psychic expansive self-care needs where you can build your own spiritual practice with guidance, tools, and a safe place to explore your curiosities and connect to your intuition. There's a ton of crash courses covering topics ranging from meeting your spirit guides to trans-channeling to manifesting. You get distance Reiki healings for a wide range of needs, such as moving through discomfort or support stepping into a new chapter or even help calling in creativity. Subscribers get 15% off all full-price services, a monthly group Zoom hangout where the weird is our normal. There are exclusive channeling videos, expansive conversations, guided meditations, movement meditations, weekly reflections, intuitive practices, this podcast, ad-free and as a video, and so much more. New content is uploaded every week, so there's constantly new stuff for you to learn from, digest, and various practices to keep you grounded in your body. And all of this, might I add is only $7 per month. So if you're ready to align to your best self and show up as your inner being, a priceless investment in yourself, you can head over to channelwithamber.com slash subscribe to give it a peek. I'll see you over there. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. Today we will be continuing our conversation about my shifting experiences from this past year, 2022, to help make sense of the shifts that have been going on with you because I've noticed there have been a lot of there's been a lot of overlap going on in terms of things that I've been processing and just collective stuff. We are all one, so it makes sense. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I will be sharing this episode more like a diary entry where I'm just going to honestly kind of word vomit everything from June to December. Apologies in advance if it's kind of a mess. Um, this one just needed to kind of get out. I literally just need a word vomit this one out. I had recorded it a few days ago it was over two hours long and it just felt too messy so I'm redoing it so hopefully this time it'll sound a little bit better but <laughs> anyways to jump right on in last episode we ended around early June my mom recently moved to Arizona um, so at the end of June, I went to visit her for my birthday it was the first time I was seeing her new house I went over there on an airplane and the girl next to me on the plane had really bad anxiety and would panic every time the airplane hit a little bit of turbulence. So anytime it would get a little bit bumpy, she would like, she had a blanket and she would go under her blanket and she was like whimpering. She was like really panicking. So I asked her if she needed anything, if I could support her in any way. She explained that she had anxiety and I was like, nope, totally get it. Um, I'm here if you need anything. Like I just tried to like comfort her and support her as best as I could. And I looked and I saw that she had a Oracle card book that she was reading. 
And I was like, ooh, that's cool. You're into spiritual stuff. Let's talk about it. Um, So we started talking about it and it became very evident that like that meaning, that meeting was very purposeful and allowed, it began instigating this shift um, within her. And I started having more experiences like that where I was meeting people that I knew were specifically there because I was supposed to offer them some sort of uh, perspective shift. Once I made it to my mom's, so Arizona, specifically Sedona, is considered to hold one of the earth chakras. Um, I believe I've spoken about this in a past episode, but the earth has an energy system just like we do, and there are specific areas on earth that hold a lot of very pure energy. Um, Sedona, I just said that, being one of them. Um, And while my mom doesn't live in Sedona, the energy in Arizona in general was like, unlike anything I've experienced before, it felt so connected to the fairy realm for some reason, but immediately arriving, it was like my nervous system calmed down. Um, Everything just felt so much clearer. It was a very profound experience. Being away from everybody also and being in a new environment really allowed me to begin taking a hard look at my situation and what I really wanted in life. I was doing my practice that I've talked about before of like um, drawing an oracle card and reflecting and stuff um, just to stay connected to myself. And there were two oracle cards in particular that I continuously drew One was a card signifying the presence of a soulmate or a sacred partnership. And the second card was one stating to be aware of red flags. Red flags aren't these like pretty things to look at, but it's like that's a problem that you need to resolve. I wasn't sure what to make of those cards. I kept applying them both to this guy that I was seeing because I was like, okay, I wonder if these are about him, but I didn't understand it, they just seemed to be going against each other. So I didn't understand. It's like, well, is, is he a soulmate or are there red flags? Like how I wasn't sure how to interpret it. I kept getting the feeling that my relationship with him would not go on very long. Um, it definitely felt short-lived. So I was challenged with not letting that time line, that short time frame prevent me from deeply exploring this experience with a person that I felt was going to instill a deep change in me. I figured then that perhaps he was a soulmate, but it also, like, there were red flags, which is why things were going to end. I'm not sure. I couldn't make sense of it, but nonetheless, I felt like the relationship was short-lived, and my challenge was to stay as present in it as possible without letting that get to me, which was an incredibly weird balance to hit um especially with abandonment issues and like being used to people kind of leaving it was very tricky for me to navigate um but finding a balance with that was very freeing it was kind of expanding upon the idea of this new exploration of love that I wanted to explore um earlier in the year when I did that relationship podcast um it was kind of putting that to the test um, because I was just supposed to be like honoring the love and the deep emotions that I felt in the present moment without expectation, without like 
yeah, just without expectation. In the last episode, I shared about my commander self, which is like an ET uh, version, like another uh, aspect of my soul. Um, This lifetime, I'm supposed to kind of embody her energy as well as other parts of my soul. But she's like a big one that is uh, like really carrying out my mission on this planet. And now it's time to like put that to action. So a lot of her essence I am like beginning to download and be present in more and more but I had connected with her just to kind of gain insight um into this relationship and you know if I should be aware of anything or like you know red flags is something wrong and in tapping into her I felt a strong feeling that there was nothing to worry about and like he was like divinely guided to be in my space which I totally understood because he was really forcing me to step into my higher self in a way that I've never been challenged before as well as offering a lot of uh, protection and guidance without really even being aware of it Um, he himself is not a very spiritual person but his energy is so damn strong it's such an interesting mix so he was doing like the most without even being (laughs) aware of it. Again, though, it felt temporary, which was bizarre, and I didn't know what to do with that information, but I just kind of had to let it go and just, you know, have fun with, with the moment. While I was at my mom's, I was slapped with a lot of hard reality checks. Uh, I realized two things. One, sometimes the subconscious is really subconscious and two I was the red flag all along (laughs) it wasn't him it was me I was struggling to find the boundary between leaving things amicable with Lewis honoring our new style of like open life partnership relationship situation versus remaining stuck in old situations that needed to be put to rest Um, this resulted in me mixing old beliefs with new ones, thinking that everything was fine and dandy, but I started to really see my faults and where I needed to make real serious change. So I was overlooking a lot because I was like repackaging it in this new fancy box. I went out to dinner kind of shortly after making this realization um with my mom and stepdad and while we were on our way to the restaurant I started seeing a lot of signs that were in relation to my new partner um there was a blanket in my stepdad's car which was the exact same blanket that my partner had um as we were driving I saw like a ton of like stores or whatever that were that had his name as the name you know um while we were at the restaurant I saw like one of the waiters literally looked exactly like him I thought it was him for a second it tripped me out it was just a lot of like in your face signs and I got this very intense fire in my heart of like motivation ready to take charge knowing that I needed to make like meaningful change and just like ready to step into a place of being the creator of my life (sighs) immediately 
kind of after all of this like we literally I think we were we got some appetizers so the appetizers came and I talked to my mom and stepdad because I felt like all of a sudden I had this deep urge to fully end things with Lewis and move out um which was a thought that completely went against everything I had set up the months prior. So this was a thought that confused me and concerned me, but was rooted in this deep motivation so much that I could not overlook it and I knew I needed to follow it, even though I didn't really understand it. Um... I decided after talking to them that I was going to move forward with this concept. I was going to move out. um, And for the next couple months, I was going to road trip to my mom's every other week um, just to, and it's almost like I'm, I'm starting completely brand new. So I needed to be in a new environment that cultivated connection so that I could really understand and fine-tune what I wanted and how I was going to get there. That night, I called Lewis to just let him know everything. Um, And understandably, it did not go very well. Um, I was completely going back on what I had said and what we had planned for but I knew that it was necessary for both of us I needed to take all of the growth expansion lessons understanding knowledge whatever I had to take all of that and apply it elsewhere it's like graduating from college you know you learn so much and you gain so many tools and stuff like that And now you have to go and apply that to the real world. You can't just stay in college forever. That's not going to help you. You're there to learn and then you take and apply. Um, It's really difficult sometimes being in a relationship when you are very open to energy because you'll receive information sometimes that is very hard to swallow you'll be able to see where it fits in, why, what the outcome is going to be, blah, blah, blah. But that same understanding won't necessarily be adopted by the other person or whoever else is involved. It puts you in a very uncomfortable position. But unfortunately, it's like if you don't take the action that you feel or that you're being told you need to, you'll see that it's out of alignment. And if you keep going through that old path, the, like, presence of the misalignment just becomes more intense and it just, it just becomes a shit show. Um, and it's just, it is, is very difficult. It, it, it is very difficult. Um, so, yeah. I tried to reassure him as best as I could that it's like, this was good for both of us. Things were going to be fine. Um, He was feeling a bit abandoned, understandably. Um, But I 
did what I could from a place of love to help us move forward, to help this progression that I felt was necessary for our souls. Um, after having this conversation with him, the, like, motivational fire that I felt in my gut and in my heart amplified to the point where I could not sleep for like a few weeks um it was it I don't even know how to explain it it was this like intense crazy like I am here I am present I am woman damn it hear me roar you know it was like really powerful where like nothing was gonna fuck with me I was not afraid of anything I was ready to go all the way for whatever I was gonna make things happen I was ready to fucking go um which encouraged me to really begin looking at all of my relationships with people with things like work um play dance whatever my relationships with everything and really like fine-tune how I was showing up what I wanted what I wanted them to look like where I wanted them to go and release everything else without any fear just look at things very black and white don't want this boom done reset it, it was very weird it almost felt robotic in a way um just because there was not very much emotion behind it um it was just but it was nice it just felt like I was like going to push forward no matter what this completely changed the way that I approached life. Um, I was operating totally from a fuck it, let's go kind of mentality. Um, yeah, which was really cool. I started talking to, or in talking to like clients and friends and stuff like that around this time. So this is July? No, late June. Um, around this time, it seemed like a lot of people were experiencing a similar power a powerful feeling where they were like ready to make things happen a lot of people were experiencing insomnia and stuff like that um, which was very interesting so there's definitely some sort of like collective boost here this uh kind of encouraged me because I wasn't really afraid and just felt like I needed to put myself out there more I started talking to strangers more which actually led me to meet some really wonderful friends that are definitely part of my soul family um I literally would just start talking to strangers on the street we hit it off we started hanging out <laughs> it was fun um I completely redid like how I approached life and just, yeah, how I showed up for everything. So my plan was that I was going to move out in a month, so late July. Um, and then, yeah, I was going to go to my mom's every other week. Life was feeling really incredible. I was really excited. Um, it just, everything felt very new and explorative and um, I just felt very supported. In... Mid-July, I experienced another death. As I said, I originally felt that my new partner and I wouldn't be together very long. I also didn't know if we were exclusive. I wasn't seeing anybody else, but I wasn't sure if he was or not either. Um, but rather than stressing about all of that, because it felt like it was on a like shortened timeline, I was just really kind of 
honoring what we had, not stressing about anything else. Um, I was essentially implementing all that I had learned in a short period with Lewis about um, open relationships and stuff to this where I was just like honoring our connection. Um, if I needed fulfillment in other areas, I could reach out to friends or family or, you know, I wasn't putting pressure on him to be everything and to show up for me in every way possible, but rather I was just allowing him to be him, me to be me. Our connection was special and creating a lot of powerful revelations and change for me, um, which is all that mattered. Other stuff I could get elsewhere, it didn't matter. There was literally no pressure for anything. That was very liberating. Anyway, so one day in mid-July, we had, um, we were going to go out, but we were both tired, so we decided to take a nap real quick. <laughs> and in laying down, I was overcome with this feeling that things were going to end very soon. Um, this feeling was then followed by that like deep motivational fire, which then kind of fizzled and turned into this beautiful sense of peace, which was a very strange combination because I would have assumed like if things were going to be ending, I would feel a little bit sad. Like granted, I didn't know him for very long, but a lot had like happened with him. Um, but no, it felt really good for some reason. So I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I will be ready for whatever happens. The next day, I saw another death angel. Um, another part of me departed. And immediately following that, I felt potential in the relationship. It felt like there was more ground underneath it. It felt more long term, which was very bizarre. So that told me that my consciousness, for whatever reason, was hyper focused into the part of me that was going to be departing, um, just like it did in the part one episode um, when I was in the car crying and like telling thanking Lewis for his time in my life and stuff very similar my focus was in this part of me that was dying um, and that part cherished this connection with him and was just kind of like understanding that it was gonna go because his energy is so potent um, it was just like very apparent in my field which is why that's what had had the focus rather than like feeling like I was gonna die in all ways you know there was just a specific focus on him because yeah he was very special this death also had a very peculiar effect where I started feeling much uh much closer to his energy than I had before so throughout the day I would randomly be hit with the smell of his perfume, um, very strong, like he was literally in the room next to me. Um, I started by locating where it's like I would be minding my own business and then all of a sudden it felt like my consciousness was partly walking with him down the street or just wherever he was. I was like right next to him um, to the point where I could like smell him again. Like it was very tangible. Um, I was seeing him like out uh, there were a couple of times where I was at home and I'd look out the window and it literally looked like, like physically, I saw him walk in my backyard, but it's like, he's obviously not there. There was a lot of, um, it, it was, it was very bizarre. It's just, his energy was completely like in my space. Um, I started feeling him more. I felt like I could have conversations with his energy. And again, he's not a spiritual person. Um, 
so he wasn't necessarily aware of it, but our souls had this very strange, like, deep connection somehow. I'm gonna, this escalates more later, which I will share. <laughs> um, but anyways, so from here I started prepping for my move. Everything was feeling good for so long, you know, and then all of a sudden I think it was like I was supposed to be moving in a week and I was slapped with a ton of fear one morning. I had woken up, I was going to go teach at the summer camp um, and I, yeah, I just woke up with this intense fear and anxiety. Um, in reflecting on it, I realized that it was kind of, it was stemming from abandonment issues. I needed to lean on people more. There was so much change going on and I was just kind of staying in my own zone. And because I was moving into such an aligned state, releasing that was something that was imperative for my moving forward. So this like shot out to the surface for me to deal with. Um... I like to do things by myself because you don't have to worry about people leaving or giving up or like messing things up. It's just you can control more by yourself. But that is a flawed perspective. Um, there are many of us for a reason. We all have our own strengths and weaknesses and knowledge to share and stuff like that. And if we don't come together as one, you know, it's like, what's the point of that? We grow through exchange and relationships and we can help each other and make things easier for each other and uplift each other and there's just so much benefit in that and I really needed to like let go of my fear of people and relationships and just same way that I was showing up in this new relationship I just needed to be and explore the love of the collective of humanity of earth you know what I'm saying so I started leaning more on people asking for help inquiring about their advice on things um, which was very new to me usually I hold that role for people um, and don't really seek people to offer that for me so I um, yeah just kind of started exploring that more um, I started leaning more into my friendships uh, a couple of friends and I started like facetiming every week um, which was so beautiful um, I started sending like audio messages to a couple friends every like couple days just to like word vomit. Um, actually, a lot of the information in this podcast I remember because of the like it was almost like a verbal diary, you know, that I could kind of go back to and listen to, which was cool. It's cool hearing like hearing it versus just reading it because like the way that you I don't know, you can better sense how you're showing up or how you're like what state of mind you're in by how you're saying things and the power behind them is very interesting. But anyways, so in discussing, asking advice, whatever, um, I started noticing more areas that I needed to work on. For example, my original plan was that when I moved out, rather than uh, because I was going to be doing um, going to my mom's every other week for two months, August and September, 
I was just planning on renting out like an Airbnb while, when I was in LA um, because A, I thought it would be cool to be in new environments, like really creative environments that really fueled this motivational energy that I felt like I really wanted to be in inspirational places. But then my partner, my new partner, brought to my attention the fact that not having a stable place to live is very disorienting and it's just very hard on the mental health side of stuff and I was thinking about it and I realized that he was right that it would add a lot of unnecessary anxiety there was going to be a lot of new stuff you know going to my mom's like doing that drive I already get very like I get overstimulated by too much new stuff um, and just like it, it just would have been way too much and I had completely overlooked that somehow and I realized that I have a habit of being in unstable living situations which wasn't good. I had a pattern of sacrificing my mental sanity for freedom and adventure rather than finding a balance between the two. The exhaustion and overstimulation that would come from moving around so much was in itself a form of self-sabotage. Like, I knew that, but I was completely overlooking it for the sake of adventure. Life was feeling so good at this point. Um, this was disguising itself as something cool and adventurous and new when actually it was my subconscious looking to add unnecessary instability. That became very clear. That's one of those examples of like it was so subconscious unless he brought it to my attention, I would have completely overlooked it. Um, so yeah, having people around to talk to and bounce ideas off of was very important for my progress at this time. And I decided that I would look for a more permanent solution for housing. That being said, too, I knew that I also needed to... This fire that I was feeling was kind of knocking me around a little bit. It was pushing me into certain areas and I was trying to chase it. But what I needed to do is rather than having it like behind me and me feeling like I'm running and trying to look for all of these new opportunities that would offer expansion, I needed to be it. I needed to be that fire, embody that fire, like stand in the powerful creation of it so that I could make magic, so that I could create opportunities for me that were in alignment with me rather than just kind of like blindly running and trusting um it, it's a very subtle shift but sitting into this fire more and like attracting and allowing rather than running and chasing made all the difference I in terms of housing I was like too stuck in my head where I was trying to weigh my options like I could stay with family I don't want to do that I could do this I don't want to do that I could do this I don't want to you know I was like forcing my mind to come up with solutions rather than just being receptive to what my soul wanted um, and this idea of a stable place was felt much more in alignment it was a Wednesday when I decided that I would be moving out on that Friday, so in two days, 
um, many people thought I was crazy, but I felt very, um, I felt very in control. I trusted, I knew things were going to be fine, and I acted accordingly from a place of abundance and love, peace and control. Like, I just, I just knew. I was allowing the universe to catch me, and I was going to jump because it was like that fuck it thing, like, fuck it, I got this, let's go. I'm moving out in two days. What do you got for me? <laughs> Through that process, I had a realization that logic and intuition are a really powerful duo. When we are too much in our head, too much in logic, obviously that's an issue. We overthink things, overanalyze. We can overlook what our intuition is telling us. When we operate too far in intuition, we're not necessarily receptive to inspired action, I guess, or we don't know what to do with it. It's almost like logic helps make intuitive messages a reality. When we feel an urge to do something or if there's a specific direction we need to go, logic allows us to strategize or conceptualize how we can physically carry it out, how we can make it a reality. If I feel drawn to apply to a job or something, my mind can then use that seed and create a game plan to make that a reality, to bring it into the physical. Um, there's this very beautiful like partnership between the two. Um, that I really started, like, becoming more aware of. I didn't really think about it before, the correlation of, like, logic and intuition. I also, this is totally random, and I'm kind of getting off track, but I'll jump back on in a second. But because there was so much newness happening around me, I felt like I wasn't, there were some situations that I didn't feel like I was in control of. For example, my relationship with this new person. His energy is very strong. And for whatever reason, I felt very, like, intimidated by it. Not in intimidated. I'm not, yes, I'm not intimidated by anyone, but he <laughs> made me feel intimidated. Um, and rather than fighting for control, fighting for power or whatever, I started understanding the power of surrender and how that in itself allows you to take power back. If I am observing our exchange as a power struggle, like, if I'm fighting for control or power. Um, I'm operating from a place of lack. I'm disconnecting from myself because I'm telling myself that I am not powerful, that I am not in control, um, that this person holds something over me for whatever reason. However, if I just surrender to, okay, I know who I am. I see this person. Cool. This is another human being. We come from the same place. I love you. I love myself. Great. Does <laughs> You know, you step back into a place of control and it's almost like a a bizarre uh it's like the concept of um a submissive and a, a dom and like bdsm stuff where the submissive holds the power if they want things to stop they will say so well in a healthy situation and then the dom will stop um if this like the sub is allowing things to happen they are 
at the root in control of the exchange even though it appears that the dom is so it's the same kind of thing where it's like you are giving somebody permission to make decisions and you're kind of agreeing to go along with it or I don't know um I'm not sure if I'm verbalizing this very well but there was this intrigue in surrender and taking power through that through just being neutral and going with the flow that I was able to really explore and I feel like that kind of carried out into all areas because it it's almost embodying the concept of nature nothing is rushed yet everything is accomplished um I'm not fighting for anything I'm simply being present I'm being me and I'm allowing the universe to show me the way um or just to kind of guide me because I know that this situation this relationship feels good feels like there's it just it feels purposeful so I'm just going to be present I don't need to be in control I'm just here for the ride um and that was a very empowering experience anyways so I needed to move out I was going to move out that Friday I reached out to friends to see if anybody knew of a place that um, was like subleasing or anything just for the weeks that I was going to be in LA, um, which was new. I wouldn't usually have reached out to people. Um, So that was nice. And immediately (laughs) my friend reached out and had a place. Um, A friend of hers was going to be out of town for the foreseeable future. So had actually just asked her to rent his place out temporarily The focus was going to be more on like having a creative place for like creatives to film things, to work, um, shoot stuff, stuff like that. Um, So me needing a place to like stay every other week was going to help him with the rent. It was also temporary. um, So it was just a perfect situation for him and also for me being in a creative environment. That was really exciting. It was available for move-in immediately. Um, So that day, I then went to find a storage unit to hold my stuff since I obviously wouldn't be able to fit everything in this sublease, but also it was temporary and like, you know. So um, yeah, so literally in the one day, (laughs) I got it all sorted out. Um, That weekend, again, I asked for help from people to help me move stuff, which I don't usually do, but it made all the difference. And just like that, I was in a new home in the heart of Hollywood, might I add, which was quite an adventure. This was the first time I've ever fully lived by myself before I had, I've been living with partners pretty much since I've moved out. Um, So this is the first time I was by myself and in a very strange, (laughs) chaotic city. Holy moly. They call it Hollyweird for a reason that it yeah that was that was a lot as I had some time away from everything and everybody everything familiar I started reflecting on how much weight I carried from some people that were close to me um this further kind of validated my need to do that road trip every other week because it would allow me to really stay away from familiarity all my family's out here you know so from being just away from everything and everybody I was able to 
like really rediscover myself in a way that was very true to who I who my soul was and where this path was taking me without outside influence I started noticing this renewed sense of confidence as a result which was also part partly due to this like motivational fire but just in general I kind of started to understand myself um, in a much deeper and profound way I started speaking up for myself more Um, I was a lot more to the point um, and less like I don't know like gentle (laughs) I guess in the way that I say things For example, my grandma is somebody, is one of those people that I carried a lot of weight from. Um, I, throughout my life, she's been like a constant um, when things got really bad, when I felt like I didn't have anybody, stuff like that. So since I was a kid, I've always had this fear, like I have to make her proud. I need to make her ensure that she loves me so that she doesn't abandon me as I've gotten older this would affect the way that I would talk to her where I'd say things in such a way that would ensure her pride in me or would um just it's like I tell her what she wanted to hear rather than being true to who I was if she started like throwing fears at me if I told her something she's like oh no well what if this goes wrong blah blah blah. it would like totally screw up the way that I approached the thing I would like take what she had to say to heart too deeply and with this shift I started approaching her with a lot more confidence um if I was sharing something with her it was very much like this is what I'm doing this is how I'm doing it boom that's it and because I was being so direct with her or if she had something to say like, oh, are you okay? What if blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, nope, blah, blah, blah. This is how we're doing it. This is what I'm doing. I'm fine. Thank you. You know, it was a bit, it was just a bit colder. <laughs> um, and so it kind of caused her to be like, okay, fine. You know, she was like letting it go more. Um, as I, as time progressed, she started trying to like throw her fear in but I would like immediately shut it down and it just, she was giving, she was giving me more room to be me and she was kind of keeping her stuff in her corner, um, which was nice. There wasn't this like oversharing of fear and blech, you know, it was like, nope, this is what I'm doing. Um, I don't need any other feedback. You can support me. You can be my cheerleader. I don't want to hear anything else, which was a very needed change. And that same kind of dynamic started showing up with a lot more people. I just felt a lot more in control of my life and I was no longer going to be overly welcoming of other people's like fears and stuff. I just I didn't need them, wasn't going to allow them. Um, There was a much stronger boundary there. The epitome of this was a situation where I was at her house the day before I was going to be driving to my mom's for the first time for this first like back and forth and she as I got in the car to leave you know she told me to be safe on my drive and when she said that I felt her energy lunge at me out of fear like it was trying to like grab onto me and be like no don't go you know there was this like very 
intense, just like, I don't know, energetic thing that happened where I literally saw it in my mind's eye so clear. Like I literally saw her lunge at me and try to grab me. My aunt, her daughter, died in a car accident on a road trip. So she definitely still is healing from a lot of trauma there. Um, and especially with me, I'm very special to her and she doesn't want to go through that again. She doesn't want to lose me. She correlates her daughter and me, like our energy, our vibes, whatever, a lot. She uh, compares them a lot. So I, she's always been like, there's a hyper focus or hyper fixation on ensuring I'm safe when driving, um, which I understand. But after this incident, when I saw her lunge at me, rather than catching her energy and making space for it, I let it fall and I drove away. I realized that I have a tendency of holding space for fear. Um, Like if somebody's scared of something that I'm involved with, I'll let the fear in. I'll hold it. I'll comfort it. Um, I'll get a full picture of it and just try to bring it ease. The issue is, is that fear then kind of stays present in my field because I'm giving a lot of attention to it. I'm kind of making it part of my story in a way when it doesn't need to be. It's fear. It's not rooted in truth and abundance and like, you know what I'm saying? It's fear. It's rooted in past, in the past. So in allowing her fear to fall, I had this very empowering moment where it was like, this is not for me. This doesn't resonate with my path. This has nothing to do with the path that I'm currently on. Like in no way, shape or form does it resonate with where I'm going. So I do not need to have any kind of exchange with it at all whatsoever. I am on a specific path. It does not need to be here. With my grandma, it's like she needs to acknowledge and work through her own fear. I'm here to support her and reassure her that I'm safe. But I don't need to do that by making space for the fear. I just need to tell her I'm good and show her that I'm good. And that's enough. You know, I live life in a very experiential way um, where like if I look at a chair, I just have this like full body experience of it. This like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just I, I feel in my soul everything. <laughs> um, so as a result, I have a pattern of wanting to experience everything thrown at me. When I was a kid, I was scared of getting cancer because I was always curious about what that experience was like, but I didn't actually want to go through it, you know? But then it's like if somebody broke their leg, I'd be like, oh, what does that feel like? And I was scared of like manifesting that for myself. So in terms of like fear, it's kind of the same thing. Like anytime somebody offered something to me, I would be curious to explore it. Um, and with this shift, I started realizing that we are all here for the entire time that humans have been in existence, you know, to explore Earth in a specific way. Like, we all have a specific path with specific experiences, with specific information for a reason. 
It is not my responsibility or my job. I am not here to experience every single thing, to know every single thing, to read every book, to meet every person, to know every piece of information. That's why there are so many of us. If there's something I want to know, I can channel it, but I don't have to physically go through everything just to understand. You know what I'm saying? So that understanding allowed me to feel okay and confident with like setting strict boundaries as to what I allowed in my space. If something was not resonating with where I was going or what I wanted, I did not need to give it any attention. I could give it love and then let it go. I did not have to like hold a conversation with it, get to know it. No, if it doesn't resonate, goodbye. Thank you. I love you. Good luck. (laughs) I'm taking a quick break real quick just to acknowledge the fact for subscribers. This is now the third outfit. (laughs) The third outfit they have seen in this video. I have some bits of audio from the original one. I started, I did half of it yesterday and I'm finishing it off today. I just want to, yeah. All right. Anyways. Okay. We're going to jump back in time real quick because I totally forgot to share a story. On July 26th, my computer battery died. It was just replaced. So I was really frustrated. I couldn't use my laptop unless it was plugged in. I figured it was just a faulty battery and left it at that. On July 29th, my boyfriend's car battery died mysteriously. It's a brand new car, brand new battery. No reason for it to have like gone out. For whatever reason, it could not be charged. It literally just was fried and had to be replaced. Like some, I don't know. It just was not working. I believe that day I had gotten, oh, that's right. I had gotten a ton of calls from my new soul brother Um, But they were coming in at like the middle of the night and I wasn't sure what was going on, but I was sleeping. So the next day I called him and he had told me that in the middle of the night he was out with a friend. They were at the beach or something like that and their car battery died for absolutely no reason. There was very strong ET energy that he felt and he said that it literally felt like There was a ship over him that was sucking up the energy from his car battery. So I was like, holy moly. So I tuned in and I realized that that was actually our ship. So my commander self, my soul brothers are also, they have their own versions on that, like in that little mission. So it was essentially us that needed an extra boost of battery power for whatever reason. So sucked it from his car, sucked it from my boyfriend's car, and also sucked up the life of my battery in my laptop. Um, In talking to my new soul brother, we started making some crazy, like, comparisons like things we received a lot of crazy clarity we had both been spending a lot of time at the beach late like the last few weeks um I don't usually go to the beach that often but I at this time of my life I was literally there man like 
five days a week <laughs> and had been for the past couple weeks. So, or no, that's dramatic. Maybe four days a week. Um, as with my new soul brother, we both kept receiving cat symbolism, um, just feeling very connected to cats, seeing cats everywhere. I don't know, just kept getting signs with cats on them. We both began meeting new people whose involvement in our lives was solely to receive a shift in consciousness from us, like that girl that I had met on the airplane. Um, that was happening a lot for both of us. And we both began meeting a ton of people named Michael. The Michael thing was ridiculous. And it still is. It's, it's still present. <laughs> Something I still experience. We were literally meeting like one new Michael every single day. Uh, people, new people in our lives that felt important to us. At least half of them were named Michael. <laughs> it got even weirder where it's like these Michaels would have friends or relatives or whatever named Michael who also, like they were just connected to multiple Michaels. It was just this like birthing of all of these Michaels. This was directly connected to Archangel Michael. It was kind of representing people that were safe for us. So if somebody came into our life that was meaningful named Michael, it's like, this is a safe person. You can trust them. You can dive further into this exploration, which was really nice, like tangible evidence of how we were being guided and that we were protected and stuff like that. In our conversation, we also felt that something crazy was going to happen on August 5th. So the thing with my grandma lunging at me, or her energy lunging at me, happened on August 5th, <laughs> during the day or in the morning. I left. I drove home. I felt an uncomfortable energy on my back while I was parking my car. Usually when I feel that type of thing and I don't address it, I start manifesting weird stuff by accident. Uh, so I fully tuned into it to understand like what it was, what needed to shift, etc. It said to call my OG soul brother. I got no insight as to what to say or why. Um, so I got out of the car and I just texted him and was like, hey, you good? <laughs> Everything fine? As I was walking to my apartment, I looked up and I saw two crows cawing. Then I felt that discomfort again. I was like, oh no, are these crows a bad omen? Or, you know, what is what is this correlation? So I tuned in. I felt ET energy that didn't feel bad or anything. I was just like, okay, what does this mean? Looked up into the sky again saw the same two crows calling and like swirling around in the exact same pattern. Mind you, the first ones I had seen, like they did this little like, they did a little uh, like circle, circle and then shot away, okay? I was tapping into the situation, felt this ET energy, looked back up, saw the exact two crows circle in the exact same way, swoop away. It felt like a glitch in the matrix. At that moment, I received a download that I needed to tell my soul brother to be aware of the sky because there was information there for us. 
I felt like someone was watching me in the sky. Additionally, it felt kind of separate. I couldn't tell if it was like a person tuning in psychically or an ET, but whoever it was that was observing did not feel right. It felt like they needed to mind their own business. It kind of felt like if somebody were to be looking at you in a crystal ball, but you're like aware and receptive to like them like weirdly hovering over you that's what it felt like so I needed to be mindful not to expose too much of this shift because whoever this was just yeah it they needed to mind their own business it was none of their business and they needed to stay out so I called him um just to give him a heads up that like hey be aware of the sky there's somebody observing us just like allow the shift to happen be aware of the sky have that channel of communication open but don't like talk about it don't just act natural I started packing my car for my Arizona trip in the morning and when I was taking my last load over I saw a guy across the street that put his hand over his ears like he was in a lot of pain there were other people walking around no one had a reaction like that I was wondering if I wasn't sure what it was. I just assumed something, I don't know. He was going through something and I was just kind of like, okay, that's weird. Make a mental note of that. About 30 seconds later, I heard this very high-pitched clicking sound in my ears that was very painful that made me had that made me have the exact same reaction as him. I immediately felt or I knew it was from the mantis. The mantis were talking to me. There are gardeners outside, but I'm going to keep talking. So I'm sorry if the audio gets a little funky. So this high-pitched clicking turned into a voice that said, you need to go straight ahead. Something's going to happen, but don't be alarmed. And then it started counting down. Three, two, one. As I was hearing this, I looked across the street and in the reflection of the window of the building there I saw someone walk by but there wasn't actually a physical person on the sidewalk I then heard the voice say this is an alternative timeline that you're going to be stepping into in this one your boyfriend plays a bigger role in your life you need to go in so I kept walking And waited for some shift to happen. I wasn't sure what exactly was going to happen. I looked across the street again. And I saw the reflection of a car driving by. Again, there was no physical car on the road. And all of this stuff in the reflection, I physically saw it. This is not like some weird like mind's eye stuff. I physically saw a car drive by in the reflection of the window across the street. There, it... The way that that building is, it's like impossible for that to happen unless there's literally a car driving by. So there was definitely some weird like timeline overlap stuff happening. As I kept walking, so I was walking up this little hill and at the top of the hill, I saw some sort of energy. It wasn't even the top, actually. It was like in the middle of the hill. I saw some sort of energetic archway like forming. I walked through it. And then immediately after getting to the other side, I heard, like, it basically confirmed what I was thinking. I was like, yes, you made it through. And then from here, my memory is a little bit hazy. I dropped off the bags at my car. And while walking back, I felt like 
I was like a 50 foot tall tower. It was a bit disorienting. Like I felt super like thin and long. Felt a little bit wobbly. Um, But I felt so powerful. Like I was fully present and grounded in my being and in my power and like taking command of who I was and like feeling the expansiveness of it. I started panicking because I was, well, two reasons. One, I didn't know what the hell was going on. It was just a bit much. Like I was just overcome with all of this power all of a sudden that it was a bit much to handle. Uh, But two, I was also afraid of this feeling of power leaving because it felt so incredible. As I kind of started processing and working through this like panic and fear that that had popped in, I started wondering, you know, like I wonder how long this powerful feeling is going to last. I wonder where this came from. Like I'm just kind of being present in it and calming down my body. And I uh, heard them in response to me say, this body does not have the same issues as you. This body has a different nervous system. So things that are connected to your consciousness don't apply to this body. Don't apply them. I immediately started crying. This made me very emotional. For so long, I have felt at the mercy of my nervous system. And this felt like all of my wishes had been answered. It felt like I was not, I was literally being told that you're not at the mercy of your body anymore. Like you're fine. You're good. (laughs) Go girl. You know? And that was very overwhelming. Um, So I started crying. (laughs) And as I continued to walk, through my tears, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I saw this map like open up in front of me, project in front of me. It was very physical. I'm not sure how to explain this. It's almost like in spy movies if somebody has these like fancy glasses and they press a button and it like, uh, what's the word? There's like a hologram. Oh, like a hologram. It looked like a, it's like a hologram. That's what it looked like. But Obviously, nobody else could see it, but I saw it very physically. There was this map. The map looked... So, there were a bunch of things on this map. The way that it was organized looked like a family tree. The way that family trees look like. However, what was interesting is this was like a map of cause and effect. Uh, So, it was more specific to situations I guess there were people on it I don't know I don't really understand the map to be quite honest all I know is that in looking at the map I saw that my boyfriend was on it and there was like a bubble that represented him a bubble that represented me and there was something that conjoined us and it was like some project like a very intense project that we were supposed to work on together I don't know if that project was like raising a kid or something, but it felt along those lines of like a very serious thing you don't fuck around with. Like this, this like intense, I don't know, project. Okay. I felt in looking at all of this because I didn't understand it. I felt like it would make sense over time. I was just being given a little bit more insight as to like what the plan is, what the current trajectory is um, in this timeline. 
but they knew that I wasn't going to understand it and that was fine. They just wanted me to feel like I <laughs> was part of it uh, and they were just giving me a little glimpse. That night, I saw my boyfriend um, because I was going to be gone for a week, so we got together um, and the whole time I was with him, there was a complete shift in the way that he interacted with me. He was so much more affectionate. <laughs> than he was before and it, everything about the interaction just felt far more grounded than our interactions had felt before i called my new soul brother to see how he was doing and at the exact same time of day or like literally at the hour the exact same time literally i had seen the crows i had that like glitch in the matrix experience he experienced a glitch in the matrix too. However, his experience was with three birds. They were all flying a certain way, kind of all making noise, blah, blah, blah. Uh, zoomed away. He looks back up. All of a sudden, same thing, blah, 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 blah. Zoomed away. And then he's like, what the fuck? And he looks up and there it is one more time. Zooms away in the exact same um, way. So that was bizarre. Um, and then I was kind of telling him about my experience with this new timeline and everything. I felt a bit off, to be quite honest. For a couple days, um, I felt kind of separate from the people around me. And I tried to journal, reflect, you know, whatever, to stay connected to myself and whatnot. But I felt like I really had to clarify my existence, my needs, my desires in the realms of things like spiritual work, dance, friends, relationships, etc. Like literally I just had to kind of understand who I was and what I wanted in all aspects. Because this was an alternative timeline, I just, I, I don't know. Things were the same but different and I just felt a bit alien in it all and it felt a little lonely it was very strange there's definitely like this phase of growing pains so I needed to do what I could to um, kind of root myself into it a little bit better around this time I had a bunch of very powerful revelations and experiences um, I'll share I kind of I just have these listed so I'll just share some of the other stuff that was going around my god my words I'll share some of the other things that were going on at this time <laughs> there was a lot of movement in my solar plexus which was very new it started guiding me more my solar plexus is an area that always held a lot of self-limiting beliefs dialogues ideas all of a sudden, it felt very open, ready to talk, ready to claim its space. So whenever I would say things or act a certain way that didn't feel in alignment with, like, my highest self and in a state of, like, really just standing in your power, it would contract. And so I would, I would immediately know to adjust that. Um, if I was, yeah, it, I don't know. It, it was, I was having a very physical collaboration with it where it was like literally guiding me, like physically guiding me as to where to go and how to act. 
to ensure that I was able to stay in alignment with my like highest path. I feel like there's so much going, <laughs> so much going on. Man, I feel like a hot mess. My ring light keeps turning off randomly. I'm in different outfits. Like, this feels so unorganized. The fucking light keeps turning off. This feels so crazy. I'm. <laughs> Thank you for being here and for getting this far. That's all I got to say. Okay, anyways. Second thing. I stopped conforming. No. I stopped adjusting the way that I approached things to make people more comfortable. I put too much effort on shifting myself around to ensure that people received me well. You know what I'm saying? So I let that go and started focusing more on what others, what somebody meant to me and allowed them to see this new version of me and just take it however they wanted to take it, you know? Just like this very beautiful raw exchange rather than like fine-tuning how I'm presenting myself. Like, no, this is who I am. They can take it however they want. And that actually carried out to many things. I, my parents, both of them, uh, at first were listening to every podcast episode. They both told me that they have, like, they got off of that or whatever. They just stopped. They got busy, whatever. So the way that I even, like, approached my podcasts were was a little bit more, like, free, um, where I may be cursing or, like, talking about personal things um, with, <laughs> with the, like, peace of mind knowing that they're not going to listen. And then my mom told me that she started listening again, and I was like, oh, man. And I was like, please don't. <laughs> please don't listen. And then I had a shift where I was like, eh, fuck it. I am who I am. Like, <laughs> whatever. Have fun. Knock yourself out. So that kind of confidence started to apply everywhere where it was kind of like, I just am who I am. You can take it or leave it. It doesn't matter. I love you. So <laughs> I'm going to do what I can to like show up for you in a nice way um, because it makes me happy. Everything else, fuck it. Do whatever you want. Take it or leave it. I also realized I was scared to let go of certain memories, habits, things in general because I was scared of forgetting. So I was keeping certain old things active in my field. This is a weird example, but imagine mud on a tablecloth, a plastic tablecloth, okay? If it's dirty, you'll want to wipe it away because that's where you eat. We're eating on a table. There's a plastic tablecloth. Wash it. You don't have to keep the mud there just to remember that mud doesn't go on a tablecloth. You know that. You understand that. That is a lesson that has been integrated into your knowledge. If it happens to happen again in the future, you'll remember, oh, wait, this isn't right. That's right. I know not to put mud on the tablecloth. You don't have to keep the mud there to remind you. Where you have been exists and is always available to tap into. If I wanted to relive that experience of mud on the table, I can. Everything that is to come exists and is available to tap into. That moment of like one day possibly accidentally getting mud on it again. You know what I'm saying? So all I need to do is just stay present. Let all of that go. I don't need to be hyper focused on these like like collecting all of these things. Like, oh, no, don't forget. No, let it go. Let it go. 
it's fine. If you forget the lesson, it can come up. You can tap into it. You'll receive guidance. It's good. It's integrated in your like being. You don't need to see it to remember it. Let it go. That was a good, that was a very like powerful one for me. I had an issue of not vocalizing. I have a, or I did have a permanent cough since I was 10 years old. Okay. I would say up until like, <laughs> I don't know, a few months ago, it has, it has just been part of my identity. Okay. <laughs> it is now finally, it has now finally left, but I have a permanent cough and a friend of mine brought to my attention that perhaps it was due to me not vocalizing enough. And I was like, no, I vocalize a lot, but obviously that was wrong. I was withholding a lot of information from people, my family. It's a protective mechanism that I created when I was a kid um, and I had been working on, but basically I wanted to like with my grandma I wanted to ensure I shared things just enough information or like specially curated a specific identity so that I would be welcomed you know and I got really tired of that and I kind of had this mental shift where rather than conforming to my environment I want my environment to meet me where I am like, I'm not going to shift anymore. I am who I am. I'm showing up as me. Everything else can suck it. <laughs> just kidding. Um, can just, you know, again, take it or leave it. So I started to share more. Um, at this point, a lot of, most of my, everybody, most of my family didn't know that Lewis and I had broken up in February. They didn't know that I was moving out. They didn't know that I was going to be going to Arizona every other week. They didn't know about my new boyfriend. There was all this information that I didn't share. So I was finally like, okay, I need to speak up. I need to state my truth. Doesn't matter. I called my dad to let him know everything going on. And he said something very hurtful to me which brought about a great lesson. When somebody does something, I try to understand the psychology behind the actions, which is how I come to peace with it. I understand, for example, that they're like feeling insecure about something, um, which is then why they did this because blah, blah, blah. Like I try to figure out the formula um, so that it makes it it makes it not feel like a personal attack, but rather just kind of coming from them. I see how things projected out. If it's still bothering me, I'll discuss it with them, but I'll express my issue in a way that is going to offer the best results. So, for example, this is also not good. This is something that I had to change. Just keep that in mind. So, for example... I know that my dad is sensitive and respects how I feel about him. So because I was hurt about something he said, I wanted to make sure I presented it in a way that would not accidentally hurt his feelings because I just wanted to have an honest conversation about it. I didn't want him, I didn't want there to be like unnecessary pain, okay? That is putting way way too much work in <laughs> for other people and their problems 
which ultimately does their soul a disservice because in the real world, the world does not present everything as this like soft, cushy thing, <laughs> you know, easily digestible, bite-sized bits. No, it throws stuff at you, okay? So if I have an issue with something and I'm just, I'm going, I'm doing the most to make sure it's presented in this soft, cushy way, no, they're not going to be able to fully adopt the lesson because half of the work was taken out of it. Um, it also doesn't like prepare them for real life issues. You know, it just all in all is not, not good. So I learned that I need to share stuff with love straight to the point, allowing them to do whatever they need to with it. I can support them through the process if it brings things up and they're having a hard time like taking it, but that's all. That's all. Support them, but share things with love. Be to the point. Like, don't sugarcoat. Don't go out of your way to make things easily adopted. Just say what the fuck you gotta say. <laughs> I also uh, made the decision to adopt some main character energy, which made all the difference. This is gonna sound weird, but I'm just gonna... <laughs> okay, same thing as, like, the last lesson. I'm not gonna... I'm just gonna get to the point. Let's take it however you want. Okay. I switched my mental approach to when I interact with people, I am like, they are here because of me, <laughs> because I am such a special person. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. I'm a very humble person um, that has a history of like struggling with confidence. So this created a much necessary like balance <laughs> for some people this may take you too far into like <laughs> being self-conceited and stuff like that but for me it was perfect it helped me find a nice balance where I was like no show up I am special damn it claim it be it you're bad bitch this helped me kind of take expectation out of things so for example because I have abandonment issues if I for example reach out to somebody like okay this is really stupid if I text somebody and they don't text me back I used to struggle with feeling like oh no they don't like me anymore or they're gonna leave or you know there's just this feeling of like a helpless child that's losing an adult an adult is losing interest with them in them losing interest in them yes but with this change of approach, it was kind of like, if I send a message to somebody, I don't give a fuck when they respond. Like, I am <laughs> bestowing my, like, magic presence on them because I feel they are worthy of it. And that is damn special. And, like, <laughs> they should be grateful, you know? Um, so it kind of, I don't know, it just took any excess stress out of the equation because I wasn't worried about like how I was being seen or like I, it just no I'm the main character I'm spreading my magical glitter everywhere come late August the significance of being in Hollywood kind of started to become evident there were many lessons that it taught me I had the check engine light 
go off on my car um, one day. And I thought it was because, you know, I was driving so much, I needed to get my oil changed. So I took the car into the dealership, told them to just get the oil changed. The guy was like, hey, your check engine light's on. It had nothing to do with the oil. They didn't run the codes because they charge like 50 bucks for it. It's ridiculous. Um, But he's like, I've had three people come in this week with rodent damage on their car. So it's probably that. So I was like, okay, well, that's great. So I took my car to an auto zone to get the codes checked. And in driving the car around, the check engine light miraculously disappeared. So it probably was related to the oil. But I felt this need well no I needed to build my credit um so with all of this going on it just was like I felt like it was a push to let the car go my boyfriend recommended I sell it get a new one to build my credit so I was like okay this all feels like it's going a specific direction I will sell my car that decision was very difficult for me I had a very peculiar reaction and I realized that I use my car I've always used cars as a way to uh, escape from any kind of issues in life so the idea of selling my car amidst all of the craziness of life going on felt very scary Um, and I felt like It just was this, like, bright red flag of, like, you need to ground yourself. You need to calm the fuck down, first of all. You need to ground yourself. You are not a child at the mercy of your environment anymore. You are a grown, powerful adult. You are a creator, you know? Like, there's nothing for you to escape from. It's okay. That was powerful. I listed the car, and literally in three minutes it was sold. (laughs) to the most wonderful family. It was the best experience ever. Um, But now I needed a car. So in the morning, I Ubered to a dealership. Um, That was a wild experience. Things took a lot longer than anticipated. I had a client. They gave me one of their offices to take the client. I was talking to a bunch of dead people and stuff while there are people like walking in (laughs) to look at cars and stuff. That was wild. But that was fun. That memory holds a special place in my heart. But yeah, it was a very interesting day. Hollywood is a very heavy place. Um, It feels like struggle. And every time I would get home, I felt like my legs, hips, lower back literally had weights on them. I felt so weighed down and I got really tired of it so I started tuning into it more and I realized that I was focusing on the weight too much I was solely focusing on the weight of it and I didn't have to do that Hollywood is a historic place where a lot of people go to find themselves and explore their dreams and themselves and what a story that is you know that's beautiful there's a lot of there's a lot of There's a lot of life that comes out of Hollywood. It's a transformative place. Some people find themselves, but also on the other side, you know, unfortunately, some people lose themselves. But nonetheless, it's a place of exploration. There is room for everybody, every struggle, 
every breakthrough, every experience and source energy. It's all part of this like beautiful painting. None of them are wrong or bad. There are people that are like long-term homeless. They just prefer that way of living. It just suits them. They like the freedom of it. I don't particularly resonate with that experience, but that doesn't mean that experience is bad. You know, it's that style of living is just as worthy as any other style of living. It's just different, which is the point of the universe. We're here to explore and expand. That's beautiful. So applying that to Hollywood and just very experience, various experiences and such in general, I stopped like getting stuck in how I was perceiving things, what old beliefs were present about them, you know, and just allowed them to kind of show me who they were and just kind of be like, we're all just like coexisting. One of the times I was in Arizona, my boyfriend's energy, woo, made its presence known. So I was going to bed and I smelled him very strong, very strong. Like I've never smelled him before. I started hearing knocking on the walls and then the door opened by itself. I believe the toilet flushed by itself. There was just a lot of movement all of a sudden that felt like it was just from his energy. His energy was so strong and just like with me in that moment that it was like physically manifesting. Throughout the night, I kept waking up. It sounded like there was an explosion, like the light exploded or something. It didn't. It was very peculiar. In the morning, my mom went into the bedroom and was like, whoa, what is that smell? <laughs> it was like, yeah, it like literally smells like him, right? Um, the whole day, the whole day, the room smelled like him. Uh, it was very strange. So whatever weird energetic, I don't know, <laughs> interaction or relationship we had was still very much like going. It was kind of reaching a peak during that time. End of September, I needed to find an apartment in a few days. I was going to be going to Arizona for the last time, and I wanted to have an apartment to move into when I got back because I wanted to have, like, a permanent home in October. I think it was a Monday, and I was going to be going out of town on Wednesday. <laughs> so I was pulling what I did before where I was like, the universe has my back. I haven't had time to apartment, like, hunt you got me. What have you got for me? I decided to visit parts of town that um, had been recommended to me by other people. And I literally just let my intuition lead the way. Once I got to the city, I let my heart kind of tell me what streets to turn on, where to park, got out of the car, started walking, and just let my heart kind of lead the way. I found... One apartment, I found, okay, I found one apartment that I thought I was going to be moving into, um, but I wanted to have a backup one, so I did this whole same formula at another part of town, found this beautiful little apartment, called the land person, the landlady, um, she didn't answer, left a message. She called me, I think the next day, um, and said... Like, oh, if I wanted to see the apartment later in the week, she could meet me there. Um, but I said, no, sorry, I'm going out of town tomorrow. I literally need a place, like, today. <laughs> so I would need to see it today. Um, 
the price point was also more than I wanted to pay. Um, but she was like, don't worry about it. If you don't have a place by the time you get back next Thursday, call me. I'm going to work with you. So I was like, okay. The first place that I had my heart set on actually ended up not working out. So when I returned, she actually called me. Um, we met up. The place was beautiful. I loved the neighborhood. It was everything I wanted. Um, this place that I'm in now, actually, it felt like it was going to cultivate my progress. Like, it just felt like on a whole different level and that it was going to, like, really help with my expansion versus the first place kind of felt like it was still – it was a level level up or it was going to help me level up, but it was a bit more, like, kind of stuck in old patterns, whereas this new place was, like – like, it just felt like it kept a fire under my butt. So, yeah. So I went with it. Um, this place was significantly smaller than the first one. Well, it's just small in general, but I use that as an opportunity to downsize a lot. So I only kept things that really made me feel enthusiastic as all hell. <laughs> We've all heard, I think at this point, like Marie Kondo's sparking happiness thing. And I had done that before, but in this, it was like, no, literally everything I bring up here. If it doesn't feel good, it is not going here. Or if it, not even if it doesn't feel, if it doesn't make me feel full of life and happiness, it's not good enough. So there were actually many times where I'd like lug a bookshelf up here or like this like heavy ass piece of furniture. It'd come into the space and I'd be like, ah, it's just not making me feel happy enough. So I would then donate it. I ended up donating like 80% of my belongings which has been everything. Um, ooh, it's it's it was such a good experience, and I feel like I'm now in a place where it's I'm around things that make me feel so good, and I feel like it further fosters like where I want to go because I'm surrounding myself with things that reflect what I want and where I want to go. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm helping myself get there. Um, and with my new car that I had gotten and stuff, I fucking love that car. Like, everything just feels so aligned, and I'm only allowing aligned things in my space at this point. Like, there's no going back. I just want things that make me feel like me and who I want to go, who I want to be. Um, yeah, it, it makes all the difference. I overshot my story. I got too excited. So... When I was in Arizona, it was the most beautiful end to this chapter I could have ever asked for. My friend Ava moved to New York, I think around COVID time, um, and we met in Arizona just to spend the week together at my mom's. It is so fucking beautiful to have a friend that will, like, sit with you and a praying mantis that is dying for three hours just to give the little guy some support. Like, uh, I, I, I can't even put it into words. It was one of the most special experiences. <laughs> and I, that week will definitely like 
live in my mind and in my heart with great happiness for the rest of my life. It's so nice having people around you that, like, see you for who you are and you see them for who they are. There's no expectation. You're just there together, like, hanging out. I don't know. It's so simple, but it's so fucking beautiful. And I feel like through all of this shifting I've done, a lot of the friendships and connections I have, I've been able to find that beautiful balance of just seeing the person for who they are and that being enough. No expectations. You're just hanging out. And it's just so, it's so beautiful. Anyways. (sighs) Oh, unfortunately... Is on such a happy note, and this is like the last thing to share, which is a sad note. Um, unfortunately, throughout all of this, Lewis and my friendship didn't make it. When there is an opportunity for me to shift, I take it all the way. And that can be difficult to understand by those around me. I tried my best to make all of my decisions and approach everything and everybody from a place of love, honoring the highest good of everyone, whatever, you know. I was very secure in the way that I had gone about everything. Granted, I'm also a human being and sometimes can go about things that may hurt people's feelings, you know, so I try to take responsibility for that in that moment. But all in all, I, uh, the way that I went about everything was just not viewed in the same light. Um, ah, I don't want to get into it just for his own privacy and stuff, but long story short, it's not my responsibility It's not anybody's responsibility to hold everyone's hand through discomfort. And sometimes you have to walk away knowing that you tried your best and that was enough. And the rest is kind of up to them. With Lewis, an opportunity for friendship may come up in the future. But for now, it's kind of best that we stay separated um there's just a lot of healing to happen on his end uh and I just I hope the best for him you know I mean that like honestly I don't mean like hope the best for him (laughs) I mean that truthfully um because he's a really wonderful person and I love him dearly the last month so December I started having issues with electronics, um, again, which is part of the reason why this podcast episode took forever to come out. Um, my computer was acting up, my personal phone was acting up, my work phone was acting up. The battery of my work phone, all of a sudden, just, it was terrible. Like, I had to charge the phone, like, eight times every day, because it kept dying, 
my personal phone, the, like, screen turned black. It was turning off every hour. It was, you could, I could not use it. And I record these on my phones. So having a phone was very important. And yeah, it, they weren't working. I took my phone to the Apple store because I needed to get it replaced. And in scanning the phone or whatever, it came up saying that nothing was wrong. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, that's great. And I want to share this with you. When somebody's energy is very strong but uncontained, it tends to soak up the juice of batteries. The same way that um, ghosts will use battery juice to like help make their energy louder, people can do the same thing. Um, if there's a lot of, well, two things. If somebody is a like energy vampire, then they can like suck it for their own gain. But also if somebody just has a lot of energy that's like uncontrolled or un, uh, uncontained, it just like fries everything, um, which can cause batteries to go out. Watch batteries, phone batteries, any of that stuff. Because I was going through so much shifting my energy felt very loud, but it also felt very uncontained because I kind of lost track of my grounding, centering stuff come the end of 2022. Um, things were just at a point. Like, I was gaining all of this momentum. Once I focused it all, and became very, like, connected, reconnected to who I was and what I wanted. Like I had shared earlier in this episode um, about, like, really categorizing who I was and what I wanted in various realms, like friendships, work, whatever. I kind of had to do that again, just to reground my energy because my energy was, like, way too loud. I had ghosts in my place. There was a ghost that was, like, throwing receipts and... Uh, yeah, an ET and a fairy. There was like, if you follow me on Instagram and were looking and you follow my stories at that time, there was like, there was just a lot of energy everywhere. Um, and as a result, <laughs> it was just too much. So it was frying my electronics. I needed to reground, recenter it all, and everything calmed. My work phone now, the battery is much more efficient. I have a new phone. My computer is working again. All is dandy. But if you ever experience that, there's your answer. All right. <laughs> oh, that's all. Thanks for being here. My hair is a mess. I feel like I've just went on a crazy ride. Um, but thanks for being here and sticking through it to listen. I hope it helped. I hope it opened up some revelations for you or just helped you make some connections, make sense of things that you experienced. Um, I'm excited for next episode. We're moving away from this and like back into um, regular topics. And I'm very excited for this coming topic. All right, my friends, I love you. Thank you for being here. I'll see you next time.
Thank you so much for listening to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. To learn more about me, my work, and such, you can visit channelwithamber.com or follow me on Instagram at channelwithamber. A special thank you to Unicorn Heads for my theme song, A Mystical Experience. See you next time. Thank you.